0: as God has prospered him that there be no gathering when I come. So by the time you get to church according to this verse, your tithe is ready, your offering is ready. And God says bring to him the first fruit. The advice I'll give you today is when you get your paycheck, You don't even need to wait until Sabbath morning because with Abundant Life you can even do it online. Take it as a habit before you spend your first dime. Return God's time and give an offering accordingly. And what I like about God, I like when he's bragging. He says, guess what? Prove me. There are not many passages in the Bible where God is inviting us to prove him, to test him. He says, you want to see where, if I can bring my axe to where my mouth is? Do it. Return your tithe faithfully. Return your offering faithfully, because guess what? They all belong to me, but I give you the rest, but return your tithe and and offering, and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. Abundant life. Let's prove God, and let's see. As the uh, deacon and deaconesses will go, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for being a good God. Thank you for being good when even we were not good and unfaithful to you. So Lord, as we are about to return our tithes and offerings, Bless those who have to give. Bless those who have prepared themselves to give. Bless those who, before they even spend their first dime this month, they already returned faithfully to you their tithe and offering. And for those who have not yet understood how important it is to return a faithful tithe and offering, teach us to be faithful to you and to just experience how you shower down to us your blessings and where we go around. People will say, yes, it is good to be a Christian. It is good to serve the Lord. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for forgiving us when we're yet sinners. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Bye. Yeah.
2: Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath, happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath. Can the church say amen? You all sounded really well, man. Yeah, you all sounded really well. And then they just went ahead and left me. I mean, I know. can the church say amen, though? They sounded really good. Praise God, praise God, praise God. <laughs> praise god it is good to be in the house of the lord i want to say to you i want you to know that you're in the right place at the right time with the right god and at the right address can the church say amen if you've been so kind once again to allow your bibles to accompany to church today i want to invite you to rest on your feet with me please as we look at the book of daniel Daniel chapter 3, verses 20. And I think we'll go right over into verse 30. Daniel chapter 3. Let's start at verse 19, right into verse 30. Daniel chapter 3, verses 19 through to 30. And the word of God says to the people of God at Abundant Life and those watching via online this afternoon in the English Standard Version. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the expression of his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men, mighty men of his army, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared, he declared his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire and they are not hurt. And the appearance, abundant life, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the kings, counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not, had not, had not, had not, had not. not, had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed. Their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and set aside the king's command, and yielded up their bodies rather than serve and worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree. Any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other god, for there is no other god who is able to rescue in this way Then the king promoted, verse verse 30, our final verse, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. For the next few moments, I just want to speak to you on the subject. Don't count me out just yet. Don't count me out just yet. I invite you to bow your heads and pray at this time. Father God, this is your moment. Shine as only you can. You know, God, that I am limited. But I pray even now, increase, O God, increase, and I shall decrease. This is my prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Again, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to ask that you please keep your finger where it is we just finished reading from. I enjoy going through the text And making sure we all understand what it is that the preacher is preaching about. Daniel chapter 3, verses 20, 19 through 30. This particular passage of scripture that we just finished entertaining is married to the text previous, in Daniel, chapter 3, verses 1 through to 18. The passage starts out by King Nebuchadnezzar creating a golden statue. And Hanaya Mishael, and Azariah, also known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refused to bow before it. Matter of fact, King Nebuchadnezzar declares in verse four through six in a loud voice You are commanded, O peoples and nations of every language, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the zither, the lyre, the sultry bagpipe, and all the other types of instruments to fall down and worship the statue of the gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Whoever will not fall down and worship shall at once be thrown into a fiery furnace. Abundant life, the odds are against them. Have you ever been counted out? Has there ever been a story or an episode in your world, in your life, where the odds were just stacked against you. As you even now, if you will, peek into your past, some of us don't have to travel too far. For maybe it was just a few days ago, maybe a week ago, some a year ago, and some looking at me as I'm looking at you, you're saying, preacher, maybe even now, the odds are stacked against you. I mean stacked against you and with good reason. For if you were to look from the outside into your situation, into your circumstance, you probably would agree with the naysayers, the haters, and the gossipers. You would probably say, well, I don't look too good right now. Matter of fact, my situation really doesn't seem too well. It is not easy being on the other side. There's something about being on the other side, not not the side of life being well and going the way you want it to go, but the side where you've tried to do right, the side where you tried to be faithful, not necessarily perfect, but you're doing okay. And in the midst of going through rough trials and tribulations, you ask yourself, God, why is it that I'm going through what I'm going through? We sometimes, as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, we believe that when we join the team of Sabbath keepers, when we join the team of baptized and filled with the hagiopanuma, also known as the Holy Spirit. We believe in the midst of our situation that God is going to bring us out of our circumstance and rescue us like a lifeboat from heaven. And we will stand up and declare, all is well because I serve a mighty Savior. We enter into church Sabbath after Sabbath. Saying such words as happy Sabbath, but not feeling very happy. We enter into church through the core doors suggesting that God is a good God. And he shows up right on time. But every time we peek into our situation, we really say it, but don't believe it. We often feel like the odds are against us. Problems that are bigger, greater stronger than you and me it seems as if there's something pulling us down it seems as if we got a Nebuchadnezzar that's in the midst of our situation and he's desiring to somehow throw us in the furnace of life it is here we are arrested and snatched by the scripture that we're entertaining in the sermonic spotlight this afternoon. The Bible says, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expression was altered towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he answered by giving orders, Heat up the furnace seven times. It was almost as if Something had come into King Nebuchadnezzar, forcing him to get angrier than he was, more upset with the men of God because he found out that in this moment where he should have been all-powerful and all-capable to declare that his word is law, it seems as if Daniel, sorry, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt that they had more of a power in King Jesus. God, our Savior and our Provider. The Word of God says that Nebuchadnezzar says, heat it up seven more times. I, in my wonderful imagination, can imagine in those moments when heaven heard, heat up it seven times. Something happened in heaven. Two angels began to stomp their feet. Two more angels decided to clap their hands. They got excited while everybody else was wondering, what's going on? Why are you celebrating when we heard what you heard heated up seven times? That wasn't a good situation. That's not a comfortable situation. But how many people in God's house know that when you mix God's word in any situation, any circumstance, the blessing will come your way seven times. Ah, ah, I can imagine that that's where King Nebuchadnezzar messed up for the number seven. Belongs to God. And when he mixed his desire with God's desire, something changed. Heaven heaven got a little excited. You see, Proverbs 18 verse 21 reminds us, Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. King Nebuchadnezzar messed up. Let me suggest to the people of God today that there's many people right now that's counting you out. They're looking at your situation and seeing your circumstance, and they're suggesting that things are not going to get better. But how many people of God know that when you call upon God's name, despite the equation of life that you are faced with, God will make a way out of way? Mm. The Bible says in verse 20, He commanded certain valiant warriors Who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of the blazing fire. But verse 21 says, Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and the other clothes, and were cast into the midst of the furnace, blazing fire for this reason, because the king commanded was his commandment was urgent. The furnace had been extremely hot, and the flame of the fire slew the men who carried. Up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There are haters in our world. There are some people that don't always want the best for you. Not everybody that smiles at you loves you. And the truth is, I can imagine in the midst of this that, that, that when these men were called and summoned, the Bible says they were mighty men, strong men. Men of power and influence. But in the moment when these men were messing with God's men, something happened. Let me tell the church today, you don't have to argue with people about your situation. You don't have to defend yourself about the gods you serve. You can stand up and look as good as you look and declare to the world your haters and your enemies. I am a child of the king. And despite what you think or how you feel, my God is God all by himself. They tied them up. They were bringing them to the furnace. They tied them up and made sure they had the clothes on their back and the caps on their head. The desire of King Nebuchadnezzar was to make sure that they burned like they've never burned before. But I know according to God's word, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So you can do what you want. Take my life, if you will. My God is God. You're not feeling me. So let me go somewhere else. You know, there was a time where I was injured because I used to play football. And in this injury, I went to the hospital. And at the hospital, I remember there was a particular nurse. And this nurse was a nice nurse, but she had a little attitude. You know anybody that's nice, but then they got an attitude? Pray for your neighbor. And so as I went into the hospital, I was sitting down, Sister Perkins, and I remember that they had me on some drugs. And when I got to myself, now these were right drugs, not the wrong drugs. And when I got to myself, somebody will get that tomorrow. When I got to myself, I noticed that the prescription they gave me, it said Marvin G. Clark. Are you with me, church? And so I looked at the prescription, and I popped the pills, and I put it down, and that thing knocked me out, but it had me feeling good. Not bad, good. Good, good. And as I continued, the Madden, to rest and feel right, I noticed some hours went by, and that same nurse came in. And she came in and she said, sir, it's time to take your prescription. And I said, OK. And I sat up on the bed, and I reached out for the prescription. But when I brought it close, I said, this doesn't look like the one I had before. And so I said to the lady, I don't think this is the right one now. Now, this lady, she was a nice lady. But she had an attitude. And so all of a sudden, when I wouldn't take the prescription, she did something like this. And some of you ladies know what this looks like. She put her hand just like this. Not like this, but she did it like this. This means I'm a little tired and frustrated. This means. Y'all see the face, right? Y'all see the And she, she started to do a little dip thing like this. I, I she. And she said, am I doing it all right? She She said, listen, listen, if I have to tell you again. And I looked at her and I said, listen, listen, I got a mama and she's not in this room. Can the church say amen? And I said, I don't think this is the right one. And she said, listen to me, boy, you better take that. And I looked at my watch and I know slavery was a long time ago. And so I went and put my two foot back in that bed, and I lied down. And all of a sudden, this woman left the room and said, I had some other patients to take care of. And so I sat there on the bed, but I was in pain. An hour went by, and she came back in the room. She brought another nurse, and she said, This boy won't take his medication. And the woman said, Well, let me see it. And she took it, and she looked at it, and it said Marvin Clark. And she said, Sir, this is not yours. She went back to the nurse's station and came back with the right medication and said, your name is Marvin G. Clark. This said Marvin Clark. And she said, it's a good thing you didn't take that because there's a man down the hall, and if you took his drugs, you wouldn't be alive right now. Can I talk to the Church of the Living God? Let me tell you what the preacher did, Sister Madden. I called up my mama. And I said, Mama? And she said, Yes, Marvin. And I said, I want to thank you. And she said, Why? And I said, I thank you for putting the G in the middle of my name. And she said, What do you mean? And I said, It was the G that saved me. If you just named me Marvin Clark, I wouldn't be alive. But to put the G in the middle of my name, and the G saved me. Hold on, hold on. Some of you are looking at me, wondering what's wrong with me. But let me tell you something. You got a G in the middle of your name, too. It's the God in you that saves you, that holds you, that keeps you, that helps you. That's what God does for us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had the G up in them, too. And that's what kept them. That's what held them. That's what saved them. That's why when the enemy comes knocking at your door, don't answer that door. Send the king of kings and the lord of lords. And when he opens up that door, the devil will get a surprise like he never had before. The Bible says, the Bible says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he fell into the midst of the furnace of the blazing fire, still tied up. Stay there with the preacher. There is much reason for us to celebrate in verse 22. For in verse 22, the Bible says those men, those haters, those wishers not of good got burnt up. In verse 22, sometimes we get a Holy Ghost party and we celebrate that our enemies have been binded and God has brought us through. But then verse 23 grabs us again and says, but they fell into the furnace tied up, tied up, falling into a fiery furnace. Let me suggest to the people of God that sometimes in life we get trapped between verse 22 And verse 23, sometimes we celebrate an hour before, and we have reason to celebrate, but an hour later, we're ready to throw in the towel. Let me suggest to the people of God, I don't care what you're going through, how bad things have been, what kind of challenges you're going through. At the end of the day, in the midst of your problem, don't you dare give up. That's what the enemy wants. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to find a reason to say, I'm done. I quit. What am I saying to you? Sometimes the church doesn't want to act like the church. Sometimes an elder or a preacher doesn't want to act like an elder or a preacher. Sometimes a church member doesn't treat you right. Listen to me, that could be a scheme of the devil to try and throw you out of this church. But I got a news for you. If you just stay in God's camp long enough, your blessing will come your way. And how many people of God know that when God blesses you, there ain't no blessing like God's blessing. Because that blessing keeps coming and coming. And some of you look as good as you look because of God's blessing. You weren't looking that good till you found God.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Let me preach to myself. I don't look as good until I found God. Help me, church. All right, all right. Verse 24, verse 24 says, Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He stood up in haste, and and his high officials was was with him, three men. And he asked the question, did I not cast three men into the fire? And they replied, certainly, O king. Verse 25, he said, look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm. And the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Now, for some of us, this is a scratch your head point. I mean, he put three in there, but a fourth one showed up. He, he had three in there, but a fourth one showed up. There might be one of you, but sometimes there's a second one showing up. There might be two of you, but sometimes there's a third one that shows up. You see, sometimes we fail to realize that the God we serve is not limited to a space or a place. You know, I used to preach when I was ignorant that that, that God doesn't follow you to the clubs. God doesn't follow you to the worst places of this world. I used to preach that stuff. I used to say, listen, if you go to the club or if you go to the casino, God's not going to be there to save you. But can I remind you that this furnace is a hot place. It's not a comfortable place. Matter of fact, it might be a little hellish. But according to the text, three went in, but four is walking around You to know today, church, that even when the odds are against you and you should have been counted out, there's a God that will step into the heat of the moment and will stand with you and help you up and untie you, and you'll be walking around looking as
1: good as you look.
2: All right, all right, you're not catching this thing, so let me work it a little bit better. you know every now and then I get reminded of my past and on this particular day I was watching a television show and I saw some fighter jets and as I was looking at these fighter jets I got excited because I remembered where I used to be and I'm remembering what God gave me now well back in the day I was attending Oakwood and I was trying to get the attention of a beautiful beautiful young lady And I remember she said to me, well, let's go out on a date. And I said, okay. And so she took me to the Army base. Now, I should have got worried then. When we went to the Army base, she took me out and she showed me three, three fighting jets. And she said to me, now, I want you to look at these jets and tell me what is different on one that's not on the other two. And I said, all right. And I tried to put on my smooth casual, careful walk, put my hands in the pocket, because you know that's, how, that's the first move, you got to put your hands in the pocket, and then you swing the leg. You see that swing, you see that swing? I tried to, I tried to swing, and I walked over, and I tried to be very smooth, and I, I said to her, well, <sighs> this is easy, and I said, now, if, if I get this right, that means we go on a date, right? And she said, yes, and I said, okay. I said, well, I leaned up against, and I said, it's this one, it's this one right here. You see the voice drop It's this one, it's this one right here. <laughs> And she said to me, no, pastor, it's not that one. And I said, okay, okay. I said, well, it's the next one right there. It's the next one. And she said, no, it's not that one. I said, okay, you know, I give up. And she says, how could you not notice it? She's like, you're not really paying attention. And I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, all of these look the same, but there's a symbol that's on one of them. And the symbol, if you look closely, it actually is on there because it says not anybody can ride in this one. This one is set aside for specific people. And I said, okay, okay. And I said, let me think about that thing. And I said, I can preach that thing. And so I said to myself, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they might look like everybody else, but there's a symbol, a stamp that's on them that separates them from everybody else. They may look like everybody else, but they're not like everybody else. You might be an abundant life and look like everybody else in Las Vegas, but you're not like everybody else in Las Vegas. There's a stamp, a seal that is on your life. That's why you gotta act different from everybody else. You gotta walk different from everybody. Even in the midst of your trials, you gotta worship unlike everybody else. Even when things are not working out, You gotta praise God, not like everybody else, even if you're by yourself, and there ain't no choir, ain't no band, ain't no preacher. You gotta worship God all by you, all by you, all by yourself. Let me tell you the problem. Let me tell you the problem. Sometimes we want a posse of worshipers before we get our worship on we want to feel good we want to get that swing like we used to have that swing some of y'all know what i'm talking about you are always saved and holy ghost dignified some of you want to get that little buzz of a feeling before you can say jesus was here but i want you to know your worship has to start before you get to church you ought to have an attitude of praise praise You can't expect to be filled with the Holy Ghost as soon as you walk in here. There ain't no magic up in here. It is God and God alone. But that thing starts early. That was a commercial break for somebody. All right. We're going to keep going. We're, We're closing this thing up. We're closing this thing up. The Bible says, the Bible says in verse, in verse, verse 25, let's go to verse 25. Verse 25, the Bible tells us, Then Kepedekazer as was astonished, arose in haste, his counselors, did we not bound them? Verse 26, the Nebuchadnezzar came to the door of the fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out of here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire and the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire came upon them. Now let's stay right there, let's stay right there, let's stay right there. If we can get that text on the screen, verse 27. Listen to me now, listen to me. Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 all the way up to 19. It is clear that there are individuals that are, are standing around. There is a audience of people that's watching what's taking place because King Nebuchadnezzar wants to make it clear that if you fail to obey me, this is what's going to happen to you. Are we clear? So there's a bunch of people that's there. And according to the Bible, there's some dignified people there. There's some people whose money's not funny and their change is not strange. There's some people that are dressed nice, looking nice, and dressed to impress. There's some powerful people there. And the Bible says that in the moment of when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are being burnt up, a fourth man shows up. They start walking in the, in the fire like it's AC. And all of a sudden, King Nebuchadnezzar says, come out. Because what I wanted to do to you ain't working. So come out. And as they get out, the Bible says that all of a sudden, these people show up. These satraps. These dignified folks. And the Bible says they don't just show up, but look at the word says. They get so close to check your clothes ain't burnt. Shoot, your hair ain't cinched. They get so close, they even sniff. (sniffs) Now, catch this, catch this, because somebody just missed it. There's going to be some people that we used to call friends and family, people that used to be our cheerleaders. But in the moments of us getting burnt up, they're nowhere to be found. But the moment we step out, Because we had God on our side. Then they want to show up and say, man, you didn't get burnt, bro. You don't even have your hair singed. And then they get so close. Listen to me now. You got to get real close to smell somebody. They get so close that they give them the sniff test. (laughs) That tells me abundant life. That in life, don't always look for somebody to help you in the moment of your struggle. Call upon God and God alone because in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your tribulation, in the midst of your problem and your predicament, there's only God that really got your back. (laughs) Sniff test. You want to smell me after I got out of my problems. You want to come check on me after I've been clean. Sober, healed, transformed, and transitioned. You want to knock at my door because I left the projects and ended up in a penthouse. You want to be my friend because now I got a little money. Well, I got news for you. There ain't no God like my God. So you can keep it. I'll take God. All right. We're going to close with this. Sometimes in life church Sometimes in life We want to give up and we got reason to give up Because some things just ain't working out for us We get tired of failing and falling We get tired of picking the wrong girl and the wrong guy We get tired of trying to make a blessing that looks into a curse We got struggles friends Things are not always working out. But if you notice, according to this passage, the Bible says at the end of the text that all of a sudden, that same man who wanted to wish death on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego now chooses to promote them. You want a promotion? You want to get that blessing? You want things to work out for you? You want to have a better tomorrow than your yesterday. You want to laugh in your future and not cry like in your past. You want to walk victorious and keep your head out high. You want to smile instead of frowning. You want to really have joy, 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 and peace, peace, peace. That's all understanding. If you want it, you got to stay in the race. You got to plant your feet you got to hold your head and say, God, come what may, I'm going to serve you. Come what may, I'm going to worship you. Come what may, I'm going to give you thanks and praise because you're not a God that makes me feel good. You're a God that's just good. That's it right there. That's it right there. If we get caught up in feelings, we'll leave the church. We won't even believe in God. If we get caught up in feelings, but feelings is a dangerous thing. Stand on the principle of God. Principle, God is God. And if He said it, come in agreement with it, declare it, and then walk in it. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. This afternoon, This afternoon, there's some of us in here who are saying, I know what it feels like to be counted out. I know what it feels like for the odds to be against me. What I'm saying to you, I'm saying to myself. I know what it feels like. But today, if you want God to do something great for you, if you want to say, God, I'm going to stand in the midst of my unanswered problems. I want you to just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. And I want you to know you're standing today. And I want you to know if you feel that God gives you some help this week and you don't know where it came from, it's because you stood today. Because when you stand, trust me, it's not about abundant life people watching you and saying, I stood. Because guess what? Someone may not even realize you're standing next week. But who's supposed to know is God. And when God sees you standing, he says, all right, that's my child. And they want help. And because I love my children, I'm going to give them that help. Notice I said help. Help. Help means anything that God wants it to be. Financial, mental, healing, social, physical, spiritual, help. This afternoon, this afternoon, there's some of us in here that want a little bit more than just help. We need God to divinely take us from where we are to where we should be. And I'll be the first to be up here. I'll be the first to say I'm in need of God. But I know there's others in here. And if you want God to do something special for you, unique to your circumstance, I want you to come down here and shake the preacher's hand. And let's offer a powerful word of prayer together. God bless you, my brother. Who's willing to come? Who's willing to come? We're looking for those that are serious about this call. Serious about this call. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, bro. God bless you. You're coming. You're coming. We're coming reverently. We're coming reverently. We're coming to God. God who is able. God who can do the impossible. You're coming. You're coming and you're walking by faith. And you're believing today that God has a special plan for you. And you know that God can do the impossible. If you don't know, check the word of God. Listen to me. This thing isn't about acting. I guarantee you. It's not about anything that has to do with magic. This is merely the Holy Spirit. And when God moves, people change. I guarantee you, my friends, when God touches you and really gets inside your heart and your mind, he will transform your world. There's others in here right now that can testify what they used to be, X this, X that. But God used to be all sorts of things, but God's grace and mercy, and it's here today. Praise God. You don't have to go to the Bellagio. You don't have to go to the strip. You don't have to go anywhere but God's house. You don't have to rub nothing together. You don't have to go see no magician. Just come to God. And watch him do something matchless in your life. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. There's one more request. And let's be honest with ourselves where we stand today. Please, church. There's some of us in here today that really need to make Jesus Christ our personal Savior. We've been thinking about it. We've been praying about it. We've been hoping this day would never come. But today I want to give you the opportunity to stand in a different place when it comes to God. Don't stand from a distance anymore. Come close to God. Let him embrace you with his arms of love and care. Let him whisper into your ear that I love you. And whatever has happened in your past, let's forget it. Let's forgive it. And let's be powerfully transformed by my blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Today, if you desire to have Bible study or baptism, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, we want to have a special prayer for you. If that's you, just raise your hand wherever you are. Just raise your hand. God bless you, my brother. Who will be someone else? I see your hands, my brother. Who is someone else? You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. I'm grateful for this strong soldier right here. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you, my brother. Anybody else? Anybody else? Friends, we want to love on you at Abundant Life. We want to bless you in a real way at this church. If you're here today and you just want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to entertain baptism or you want to have Bible study so you can know God a little bit clearer and better, if that is your desire, just raise your hand wherever you are. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. We're going to ask our senior pastor to come and pray a blessing over us that have come up boldly, faithfully. Praise God, everybody.
3: Amen, amen. As we lift up our hands in praise to God, we just want to thank God for what he has done for the movement of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you, Lord, for the word today and you have touched down in a special way. Father, we have come before your throne because we recognize we are not able, but we serve a God that is able to take us from where we are, to bring us where you desire us to be, Father. We pray that your anointing will be up on each and every one of us. I pray for that young man that lifted his hand in surrendering his life over to you, Father, and perhaps others listening online. I pray, Father, for your divine movement, Lord, and for you to just take up your cause, Lord, in our lives. Lord, you have called us, Lord, for such a time as this. And we pray, Father, that you will bless us. We pray that you will fill us with your Holy Spirit. When all is said and done, Lord, we want to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For we ask these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, our Savior, and soon-coming King. Amen, and amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's put our hands together to the glory and honor of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God.